bunch, I think 80% of the parks in the Glenorchy area are over 20 years old. So they haven't had an upgrade in, in 20 years. So as a father of two young boys who have energy to burn, I have been loving the new parks and the new setups. Going one, going twice, no. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement in real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and it is a lean and mean team today. It's just me and superstar of property, Patrick Berry, joined in the studio. Welcome, mate. Thank you very much for having me. We've ha- trimmed down the fat and we've just got the serious people here today. I know. Tell me about it. It's, it's where all the big um, guns come to play. I've actually even got two cameras on you just because I know that you've got all the facts to bring. So <laughs> look out. Don't worry. We don't need anyone else to fill in the gaps. It's just me and you. How you doing? Good, mate. I was... You know, a little bit shocked to find out it was only the two of us today, but, you know, John's got important REIT business to attend to today, so he wasn't able to get here on the mic. He shot us out the um, the message saying that he's got like this, so what's the event? It's a principles forum that he's hosting. Yep. So it's like a one-day conference for uh, business owners in real estate. They're going to go along and listen how to be better business owners. Yeah. And you're not heading along? Apparently not. <laughs> you got big important things to do, like the and podcast. I've got a podcast, which I committed to weekly. Exactly. I can't help it that he scheduled it on the same day. I only found out yesterday that Kevin Sheedy's going. Yeah, my like apparently. idol as a kid growing up used to swing the jacket around my head, thinking <laughs> I was. Oh, we beat West Coast that day, by the way. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So he's there um, doing his presidential um, duties and, and warming up the crowd. So yeah, yeah no so. pressure. No pressure for John, but he's a natural at it, so I'm sure he'll have the meeting out of the palm of his hand. Yeah, and then afterwards we can find out all the things for free. We don't have to worry about the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, also, just um, a shout-out as we go into this week. It's been a huge week in birthdays. Um, it's been, obviously, yourself having a... Uh, we, we, do we have an argument about your age earlier in the week? <laughs> it wasn't an argument. We just didn't know how old I was. No, well, you didn't know how old you were. I didn't know how old I was. And I was like, holy moly. I, I settled on 37, I decided. I think that's what it is. I think I'm turning 36, you're 37. <laughs> so we even asked your old man and he was kind of um, having a moment about it. So <laughs> ultimately we got there. But just I just want to put it out there. Birthday-wise, this week is insane. My aunt was the same day as you. My brother is today. Paige from Bendigo, our um, infamous fan who came and joined us on the Christmas episode last week. I wonder if I can let the cat out of the bag here. She's 30 today. Sarah is heading over to Bendigo to visit her on a surprise trip. Oh, so this comes out Friday. What this comes out Sarah Friday. Heading? Sarah gets there Friday morning. So... If she was to listen to it <laughs> early enough, early enough, I could blow the whole surprise right now. So <laughs> surprise, Paige. <laughs> but yeah, she's Man, Sarah's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, imagine if I, all this planning and I blew it from the podcast. <laughs> um, Bassie's mum is um, turning a big number, um, having an event birthday on Sunday. Sarah's on Monday. Man, I'm all worn really out. Is. I'm all worn out of birthdays. So it is birthday nuts. Let it be known I've been eating heaps of cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but despite all the things going on in our life, real estate is still going on around us. Um, one thing that we've been covering off here on our local blog was the developments of a bunch of the 
playgrounds and things that are coming up in a Glenorchy municipality. Yeah, Glenorchy's been going heavy on the playground upgrades at the moment, so it's good to see. Like, As a father of two young boys who have energy to burn, I have been loving <laughs> the new parks and the new setups. We've been going along and rating them and deciding what we like. I even The best bit was I took um, Jack, well, I took them both along, but Jack, as I was taking photos of the park for the blog, he's like, what are you doing, Daddy? And I said, oh, I'm just taking some photos, going to put them on the internet. Me take some? I'm like, yeah, buddy, of course. So I've got this little junior photographer out taking his favourite parts of the park. So we learnt what bits he likes. But what I really like is um, building that sense of community around um, Glenorchy the day that the one at Canduff Reserve, so just off Brent Street, the day that one was officially opened. It was nuts. It was People crazy. The only issue was there's no parking, <laughs> but people were parking up on the um, nature strip. There was cars everywhere. There was such atmosphere going around this this new park. And keep in mind, this park has been here as long as I can remember and I have never seen a soul at it. So, yeah, so this is a really interesting thing. When we were looked into the parks, I got Nino to kind of do some research. A bunch, I think 80% of the parks in the Glenorchy area are over 20 years old. So they haven't had an upgrade in 20 years. And once you start seeing new ones pop up, it shows how much, like, they've aged and dated and how... So crappy. Yeah, well, and you're just like, oh, they're definitely made of new materials now. They're definitely um, kind of considered, like, the new one at Canduff has a wheelchair-accessible kind of spin around the thing. Um, They obviously think about a bunch of these other factors. So, yeah, seeing how they've um, developed all these spaces and... It's only going to get better across Glenorchy, so I think um, the Benjafield. new council. Yes, that's where that's I wanted the one to get where to. We want to head to. So, yeah, um, Benjafield Park or Play Space in Moona is getting an upgrade, and the council are actually allowing you to have your say. There's actually two different designs that you can vote for at the moment, so the council can make a decision on which way they're going to go. So, one is what looks like an amazing rocket ship with two slides and a flying fox and everything you can think of, and the other one's more like. I don't know, I'd describe it like a treehouse jungle vibe. I know, it's so funny. You asked me yesterday, you said, which one do you like better? And I said, oh, man, rocket ship for sure. But then as we delved into the treehouse one, I was like, oh, hold on a sec, maybe my mind's changing. Oh, the treehouse just looked bigger. <laughs> and It's funny, see, I thought, matters, you know. I, well, I thought the rocket ship looked bigger. For me, I was just like, yeah, rocket ship, zoom me up into the space. It's got this. It's funny, though, we're obviously thinking from different sides of the fence with um, the age of our kids. Like your kids might be way more interested in, um, some of the older things, whereas my son, when we got to the new park, there was no swing. There was this ju- new giant rope thing. He's like, Dad, where's the swing? I was like, well, man, <laughs> that thing bullshit. swings. <laughs> yeah, basically, it was kind of like, nah, let's go to the other new park. But <laughs> being able to have the option for another new park is awesome. So just for real estate purposes, just so that we can kind of say that this is um, something related. worth talking about on the on the <laughs> property pod, um, is that sense of community and and bringing young families into an area. So obviously Glenorchy's already got a large young family um, across the demographic, but got to be good to have new parks. No, definitely. And especially this one in Moona, like it's in a really central location of Moona. It's right next door to the Moona Sports Stadium. It's like a block and a half off the main drag where all the coffee shops and everything are. Yep. Our favourite Taroo's about a block. Yeah, well, he's literally yeah, one down the corner. Like for those local businesses as well, they can pick up work from people saying, let's grab a coffee and we'll go up to the park or well, let's and grab lunch at Banjo's in Main Road, Moona, and then we can walk over the park and eat it there. Like that's the cool part that parks bring with families, I think. Well, yeah, like we said, like it was absolutely gangbusters the other day at the brand new one on the day it opened. It's still getting a lot of um, 
traffic across mm-hmm. as we're going through. So, yeah, it's building this sense of like, oh, this is a safe place. This is where I kind of want to let yeah. my kids grow up. And the crazy thing is we're talking about how old the other ones were. They were the same ones we were grow- playing on when we were growing up. Yeah. Oh, I remember jumping off that top of that uh, monkey bars or I remember Luke Manser doing this or that. And then, like, you only have to think about that giant one down at Kingston that they've um, put into the bottom half of the old high school. Yeah. And all of the new accommodation they're now building around that. So they've got all these townhouses going in. Yeah, they look really nice. And so you've got all of a sudden this really built-up sort of high-density area where there's going to be a lot of people living plus the outdoor recreational space as well to be able to, I guess, enjoy that denser living but still have a space to go and enjoy like a backyard. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, I don't have the backyard because I'm living in kind of a townhouse, but this way yeah. oh, look, we can and still see the kids across. Exactly. And Glenorchy at the moment is going through the main road corridor and looking at allowing residential properties up to two storeys head all through main road Glenorchy, providing there's a commercial building on the bottom. Yeah, floor. we spoke about this once. So- once before. You know, if you're going to have a high-density living with not as much backyard opportunity, you've got to have really good playgrounds and, and recreational spaces for people to go enjoy in the weekend so that they can, you know, feel like they have a space to unwind. Well, speaking of kind of the um, the medium density, high-density kind of areas, just behind the four and four offices, um, your old man's building some units there, which yep. I think eventually you guys are going to yeah. Move into while your house is being built. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. Oh, is that hush hush? Oh well, <laughs> I don't want my fans knocking. On oh, the door. you're coming and knocking on the doors. <laughs> oh my Paige, god, stay in Bendigo. You can't come down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the option with that land could have been like a, a old dwelling was there. It was was yep. pretty old school. Got knocked down. It could have been like, oh yeah, let's build just another house. But what you've done is created a space with. More opportunities for more people to yeah, so, live and rent. Um, we've got three three-bedroom townhouses going in, um, but unfortunately as a result they don't have backyard. Their open space is a large deck on the front, yep. which gets really good sun so you, know, you can sit out there and relax, have a cup of tea. Well, speaking of sun, we look directly at them every day oh, while we're right. working and the sun is bouncing off the weatherboard. The white weatherboard's straight <laughs> yeah. in my eyes. I need sunglasses <laughs> in my office desk now. But, you know... That's a great example of where people do want to be able to walk out the front door and be able to walk to a, a park or, or a play walk, space, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you've got the bike track, which is great, so, that, you know, you can jump on your bike and go for a ride. You've got to have these different opportunities in the community to be able to get out and do things, you know, yep. just stuck in a concrete jungle, which well, these three units effectively are. Well, yeah, they are, but as you say, you're like you're literally on the main road, like it's, it's 40 steps to the main road, which has then got your... Your shopping centres yeah. and then play spaces like the Glenorchy Pool. Yeah. Everything is in walking distance of this thing. So that kind of idea of needing a car to get from A oh, to B is kind of removed. Yeah. So and it's that that space of creating more spaces for people to go. This is where I wanted to pivot from here. So this building idea is um, you want to keep talking about parks and playgrounds. Well, and- I wanted I, one thing I wanted to know about parks is like how much do they cost to build and put them together. But then that got me onto this idea of building materials. And you're looking to build um, in the future. You obviously um, old man's been building these places with um, the help of Pontville Homes, etc. How expensive? Is how it? expensive is it? And this is kind of where I wanted to get into kind of cost of building. Um, yeah, currently and how you can find that out as a person. 
Definitely. So obviously there's a few subdivisions around and people love the idea of building a home and we've in the past spoken about how, you know, engaging a builder to help you design the plans and you hire them to build the property. Yep. I guess the real question is how do you know if you're getting a good deal yeah, or not? Yeah, exactly. Um, so when we talk building, we talk per square metre rate. So effectively what that means is if you've got a 100 square metre house that, that your plan shows, yep. um, how much per square metre is it going to cost? So it's a number that normally is calculated and it might be a thousand dollars per square meter so a hundred square meter house is going to be a hundred thousand dollars to build of course but it can fluctuate can't it like definitely so this all depends on finish um slant of the block if it's level or if it's on a hill um, the soil test that comes back like there's a heap of variables that will determine that square meter rate but i guess for the average person thinking about buying a block of land it's probably good to have a rough idea of what it might you'd cost. At least, you'd at least want a ballpark to be like, yeah. oh, we, we, let's buy this block, let's build this thing. Like yeah, it's, it's like, going to cost us 60 grand to build a house. And then it's like, you're so far off the number. Yeah. So I think um, there's a couple of important things to decide if you are going down that path of you choosing to build a, build your own home. Yep. Is probably first start by attending open homes of pre-built homes. It doesn't matter if they're 10 years old or brand new. Yep. What you should be attending is going to figure out how big a home you think you need for your lifestyle. Okay. Like, you know, do you need four bedrooms, three bedrooms, two bedrooms for your family? Um, Do you need a rumpus room or do you need a big garage? Like what are the features that are must-haves in the house? Yep. And go and look at some open homes that are like that to see, you know, would that space work for you and your family? Then roughly once you've figured out, you know, do I need a 100-square-metre house or do I need a 400-square-metre house, you know, that's going to change the price drastically. Yeah. So then once you've sort of figured out, and look, it'll change. Like you might think, oh, I'm only – like Abby and I are going through this process at the moment. Yeah. And we said, rightio, we don't want to build anything bigger than about 280, 300 square metres. Ours is blown out to about 350, 360, I think. So it's a lot larger than what we had anticipated. Yeah. Um, but when we started working with our designer and our draftsman, a few things got changed and then the size had to change to make the layout work the way we wanted it to work. So some of our rooms ended up a bit bigger than what we actually need them to be. Sure. But it was the only way to make the jigsaw puzzle of a house come together. Oh, yeah, I can only so, imagine. So I can only sort of start by just getting you to understand that everything's changeable yep. and it's only working out a ballpark to see, you know, even if you're in the realm of choosing to build a property. Yeah. Well, and look, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm so far uneducated on that side yeah. of things as well. Like it's like, oh, I'd love to think like, oh, I built my own home. Like, yeah, yeah, this would be great. This is how much it'll cost. So the beauty is we actually got a, a little, a little collateral yeah, came yeah, in the newsletter. newspaper. You know, if you're looking on the visual side of yep. the pod today, uh, from our friends at BMT Tax Depreciation, they sent us this little newsletter out. Which tax depreciation is one of our favourite things to talk oh, about on the pod. But unfortunately, John's not here to yeah. help us, so we'll leave that for when John's here to enjoy because he really <laughs> likes to dive into that Actually, stuff. no, I'll, I will take that back. Old mate from Duo Tax, when we spoke to him, really entertaining. <laughs> it was the insurance guy we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, insurance guy, if you're listening. <laughs> Pick up your game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, they put together a really interesting little um, document, I guess. Um, they look at every um, state across Australia and give you a idea of what it might cost per square metre. So to give you an example, um, you got a three-bedroom brick veneer home, project home on a level block, single level is the design, um, and then it says shelf design. So for those that don't know, a shelf design is when you walk into Wilson Homes or one of those yep. companies and you say, I like that house there. I'll have that. I'll have that on this Block. Um, block of land yep, that I have. Yeah, for sure. And so 
it doesn't always necessarily take into account where windows and where the sun is facing, things like that. They don't build the rooms around having natural light hitting certain areas. Yep, it's just literally... uh, Cheaper is because... Wilson Homes build this design all the time. They know exactly what it's yep. going to cost to build, so they're able to, you know, cheapen it up. And yeah, you can mass-produce a product that exactly. you know is really good. It yep. hits all the marks and generally. And know how to build it, so they therefore don't yep. spend as long building it because they're not trying to figure out Solve problems. Yep. yep, totally makes sense. So here it then goes into saying uh, level of finish, like a low level, so that would be, you know, entry-level investor-type rain. Yep, uh, you're not looking to have. might be, you know, family that's um, – buying their first home or, you know, getting into the market. Want, to, want the finish to be a little bit better with a few little kind yeah. of nicer taps yep. and nicer um, exactly. fittings. Yep. But then you might go to a high-end finish, which might be your better quality stoves and cooktops and appliances in the property. It might be ducted heating versus just a heat pump on the For wall. Sure. Yep. So that's what they mean when they talk about low, medium or high. But this um, document sort of outlines, you know, $2,407 for a low fit-out per square metre, $2,500 for medium, $3,200 for a high fit-out on a home that is three-bedroom level yeah, for one, sure. single shell, single design. So so just um, humour me here, the cost of building up higher is, of, more expensive. is more expensive. So the idea of the ones that are being built out the back might cost you a bit more but yep. you can maybe fit more onto the block because yeah. you're doing it so that way. One of the main reasons why a double-storey home is more expensive than a single-storey home is scaffolding is for a sure. major player yep. because scaffolding is an expense that can be on site for months. Ages. And yep. you rent that out at a certain rate. So yep. scaffolding can be a more expensive um, aspect. Uh, once you go to double-storey, you have to start enforcing the floor with extra steel. Um, the foundations have to be stronger, so there's normally gives me more uh, steel in the concrete when they do the footings. Yep. So there's different things like that that add to the cost of building a two-storey home versus a single-storey home. Totally makes sense. It's just one thing I hadn't, yeah. as you were saying, I was like, oh, of course, that's kind of a... So the interesting thing about this is they talk about four-bedroom, three-bedroom, architecturally designed homes. Uh, they're going to unit costs versus townhouse costs versus homes. And so they've actually got a website, which is bmtqs.com.au forward slash cost dash cow. I'll get Aaron to put that we'll in We'll pop that in the show it. notes. Yeah, that was a mouthful. And I was like, shit, this is way <laughs> Why am I doing this? Um, but it's really cool. You can basically go in there, select the type of finish you are expecting your home to be, and then put in the size of what you think the home's going to be, and it'll spit out the cost of yep. what it should cost to build. Yeah. Now, that's not set in stone, but it means if you're then talking to one of the building companies here in Hobart getting quotes from them, and say they're $50,000 difference to what this calculator yeah, is Yeah, for sure. It might be a red flag to ask a few more questions as to why is this dearer. There's probably a logical reason for it, but it's good to have. It, oh, it's good to have that as you, yeah, and like I know you kind of were looking at the thing and said to your old man, so you know your stuff, but you've said to your old man who's built plenty of places across the journey, across years and years, and you're like, how accurate do you think this is? And he's kind of had a fiddle with it and he said, yeah, it's pretty, mm. pretty bang on. Yeah, and the reason I think this is worthwhile playing with before you even get to building stage is just to make sure that you're comfortable with what a new home costs versus buying something established. Yep. So say we're right back, we haven't even bought a block of land yet. But you're in the we're planning in the phases. Zone. We're like, geez, I'd love to build my own home. I want to live It's always in been my area. dream, yep. You know, this is a great tool for you to be able to just figure out a rough cost and then you can say, rightio, including the land, I'm going to be up to this. Yep. Is that the best choice or are there options of finished homes that are maybe five or six years old that you can get into quicker, you don't have the stress of building, but maybe they fit 85%, 95% of the brief. Of yeah, 100%. After. Yeah. So 
not saying that you shouldn't look into building. I'm just saying that this is a great tool to help you better understand if it's something that you can you can do or not. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's really cool. It's one of those things where it, it arrives on your desk. It's a bit of collateral that kind of is could literally be landed into the filing cabinet. Yeah, in. went into the bin. In exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say. It could quite easily slot into there. Look, but I'm not going to lie. I get a brochure that says tax depreciation. It's not the <laughs> top thing that I'm reading, to be honest. <laughs> um, but no, look, it's cool. It's um, it's something that we've looked into. We didn't really plan on talking about it too much, but you had it on your desk. I said, do you reckon we can talk about that on the podcast? So, yeah, it's, it's just as interesting sure. as playgrounds. Um, so, yeah, you brought um, tax depreciation calculators. I brought um, playgrounds to the table. So. Um, but in the notes as well, um, we should also put the link to vote for the Benjamin Park playground as well. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah. If it is something of interest to you and you do want to vote on it, um, yeah, there is a link to Glenorchy City Council where you can have it, your say. There's a survey there and, um, yeah, I think close on the 31st of March. So you've still probably got a, a week or so to um, knock that one over if you do want to have your say. Um, definitely worthwhile if you are a resident of Glenorchy and you'd like to... And um, even if you're not and you just want to, you know, sway at a different... Oh, what, you want to stitch up Glenorchy? Oh, yeah. If you're a Kingston person, you're like, oh, they don't want a better park you're than us. Listen, all right, here we go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Give them the jungle playground instead of the rocket. <laughs> let's not talk beef with Launceston, mate. Let's keep it, let's keep it all cosy across the state. Um, Easter is coming up. Um, our boy Aaron Murray, he loves to have some fun. So uh, just sending it out there is a little bit of collateral for him. Uh, his Easter competition is now live. Um, it's a house. He's got some eggs hidden in there. You've got to try and find the eggs, colour it in. Uh, a few prizes across the journey. So we'll add that into the show notes, just showing it up here. It's actually a pretty fun little drawing. I'm pretty proud of putting this one together. Uh, so, <laughs> so is this to promote Aaron or the fact I'm that I'm just promoting that, that I made like. something pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I sent it to Nino and Queen yesterday. I said, tell me how good my work is. I <laughs> <laughs> don't normally too, like to pump up my own tyres. They'd be too scared to say anything but good. No, no. They said I'm going to give it. Nino said I'll give it to my sister and she'll colour it in. I said we'll try and get her the um, the Philippines prize. So <laughs> all good. Um, uh, I haven't mentioned as well, you've, you would have been looking at it the whole show, but um, wearing the brand new 414 beanies for yeah, 2023 for winter, season. So we're excited about that. So, yeah. There is a bucket load happening here at 414 at the moment. There is. Like we could keep talking. We have a maintenance man that's joined us as of yesterday. Exactly, so Marco. We're do, do, bleh, pin that. Man, we nearly got through a whole episode. We did so time. well. We could have been live. Um, we've Hold actually on. got a mate. Ready? We've also got a maintenance man that started this week, so we're pivoting into helping run our own maintenance department yeah. um, in conjunction with a gardening department. Which is also so really good to know with the cost of um, things. Cost so, of building. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we've got a lot of sort of things happening at the moment. We're really excited of what we're going to be bringing to the table over the next couple of months here. Yeah, well, yeah. even just I, I went on my first uh, property tour. I think I scared some of the agents. I was like, what, we've got someone else to compete with? I went along and just to see the excitement on the team of the sales team kind of with a bunch of the properties that are coming through, the market feels like you're getting – you it's, had a multiple offers on – two properties this week yeah and i'm getting three on one today so there's definitely seems to be a bit of buzz around yeah um, a lot of people will try and tell you that the market's crashing and that you should drop your price yeah um, i think if it is priced correctly to begin with then there is ample inquiries yeah the one that i'm getting three offers on today has had 36 offers since friday so 36 today, offers oh 36 inquiries yeah so that means we're only 
today's Wednesday, so what are we, five days in, and it's already had 36 people inquire about the home. Geez, you must have some good marketing material for that stuff. Tell me about you it. You must have an absolute protein behind you. The photos are pretty good, but I think the story that I've sold with it where I've written the text, that's what really hooks. You've, you've written the text. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> Next week on the show, talking AI and yeah. the way it is affecting real estate. <laughs> Um, thank you for being here, Pat. Um, I'm sure one of these weeks we'll be able to get John back in this studio. It's like it's been three weeks I in think a row it's now. Been quite some time. He's forgotten what it's all about, but we do miss the guy, um, John. Please come back and talk to us. <laughs> uh, we miss you. Have fun at the event today. Let Kevin Sheedy know that the bombers rock. And um, happy 30th birthday, Paige from Bendigo. We uh, hope we didn't spoil the surprise. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> See ya. Bye. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.